Today's bonus episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast is brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen. Kyle is still donating, so go to kyleskitchen.com backslash giving back to make a donation today to help low-income families in our community here in Goleta and Santa Barbara. Also, check out the Gauchos on social media, Instagram and Twitter, UCSB underscore baseball. Cast your vote for the all-decade team, the fan vote, and uh, see what we can uh, come up with. Lots of good Gauchos out there to vote for, so it should be exciting. The results should be posted, I believe, next week, so... Uh, go out there and cast your vote. Okay, today on the bonus pod, we got a summer ball update. Talked to five gauchos, four players, and one student manager who is coaching right now. We got Christian Kirtley, Gianni Bloom, Carter Benbrook, Michael McGreevy, and Aiden Wershing on the pod today. So uh, this was pretty fun just catching up with the guys and seeing what they've been doing in the summer because it's been kind of a big mystery everywhere with summer ball leagues being canceled, some being delayed some being forced to do independent schedules or play only home games or do only regional stuff. But uh, it's exciting that teams have been able to play games and do it safely and enforce some protocols and just be compliant and be smart and be able to get out there and enjoy baseball in the summertime. So hopefully that's a good sign as far as things go moving forward. So, here we go. It's Bonus Pod Summer Ball Update, and we're going to get started with Christian Curley. Here we go. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Here's the 0-2 pitch. And a curveball is swung on him. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Big West. All right, leading off for us, because he's always wanted to be a leadoff here, is uh, Christian Kirtley. Pulled Christian into this just because he's got some good things to say generally, and he, <laughs> he's the leader on this team. <laughs> Thirteen and two last year, and, and Christian had some big hits, and he's going into his junior season probably playing in the outfield. He's bounced around a few places, but he's been able to get some reps in the summertime. And you've been living in Santa Barbara, but Christian, how are you? How's uh, how is your summer going? Um, I'm great. The summer's great, baby. I mean, to to sit around for a couple of months and then, um, I was just really trying to do everything I can just to play some baseball. I'd play the bad news bears right now. If I, you know, if I had to, if I needed to, so that's kind of where I'm at. So, um, I'm just glad to be playing, which makes the summer, you know, 10 times better. Yeah. So you're, so you're in Santa Barbara and you were back home in, in the Riverside area for a time, I'm assuming. How did yeah. how did you get hooked up with some summer ball teams? Because it's been kind of funky. It's just like, you know, you've wherever anybody's got a spot, that's kind of where guys have gone. And fortunately in California, there have been some leagues and some opportunities. So how have you been able to, uh, to find yourself on a baseball field? Yeah. Um, well, Coach Shex uh, bounced me around a little bit, but Eventually, he got in contact with uh, some independent ball team in uh, Ohio, Santa Paula Halos, and 
I, I, I was playing with them. And then there's a league uh, actually right by my hometown that a lot of the players from my, uh, like just locally were playing in. And I just called the guy who set that, that all up and said, hey, I'm looking for some innings. And, and uh, yeah, just kind of put myself out there. And he, he put me a spot on one of the teams. So I'm playing every weekend out there as well. Sweet. How many how many games do you think you've you've gotten in this summer? Sheesh. Um I'd probably say a good like twenty plus twenty plus games. That's solid. I mean, it's it's kind of been all over the oh, map. Oh yeah. It's like it, it, oh, yeah. the discussions. Like some guys have played, you know, ten, twelve, other guys have been up to thirty, so it it's kinda of just wherever you can fit it in. You, yeah. you go and play and so you, you see you play Exactly. Uh, I'm assuming if you play the against the Foresters, if you were playing with the Halos, is that right? I I did play against them one time, yeah. How'd that go? Um, for the team, not very good. We got spanked on. That's all right. That's all right. Just some of all. But um, I actually faced Charlie Adamson. Oh, there we go. How'd that? How's that? Yeah. Maybe you get a hit. <sighs> I didn't get a hit, but. I took an absolute mammo swing, and he got very, very lucky that I hit a 450-foot pop-up to the right fielder. So, I'll, uh, Chuck, Chuck, you got lucky. So, you're trying to go oppo. You're trying to hit it over to the hotel at Pershing? It, I mean, I wasn't trying to, but if if that happened, of course, I would have I would have had a 45-second jogger on the bases. I would have let Chuck know that, hey, I just hit a home run off you. So. <laughs> Okay, so San Bernardino, you got to play at the the single A ballpark down there where the Six Sixers play. What's that like? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's not. I've played there a couple times uh, in the past, and it's definitely not um, as nice just because you know they don't have the grounds really keeping it up and stuff like that. But it's better. It, you know, it's better than any other field right now. So it's nice, and and they treat us they treat us really well over there. So I'm really glad that I'm playing over there. What kind of uh, protocols or testing or like stuff have you encountered? Like uh, being like going into playing, like was there stuff that you had to go through in order to get on the field? Um, I've in in both on both teams, really almost nothing. I actually when I when I walk into the sixty six er stadium, they take my temperature, I write it down, um, and then if it's within the regulation go play baby i mean there's not paperwork there's no paperwork or nothing it was just yeah very simple very easy so that's cool have you felt pretty safe when you're on the field like this is baseball this is normal this is yeah yeah um it's well once you stepped once i got in the dugout and stepped on the field it it was so refreshing and it was just like a place of comfort that i totally forgot about you know i don't even know I didn't even know we had the pandemic. It felt like it felt normal just talking to some guys and playing ball. So that's all you can, that's all you can ask for. Uh, I think it's like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, after you haven't had it for long enough, like playing. Yeah, it's exactly. You kind of, for, you kind of forget. You probably don't forget, but it gets put in the back of your mind that just the, the feeling of, of playing. And so when you get out there, it's like, Oh yeah. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I miss this. Okay, so other other than baseball, how are you finding ways to, to stay in shape 
and and keep uh, your mind sharp as far as baseball goes? Um, I got a little set of dumbbells. I got a little set. I got a little set of my own stuff. So I kind of do what I can do to just maintain. Um, I go on runs. Uh, yeah, the gym's the gym's being closed is kind of a dagger, but hey, I make do, baby. So. Yeah, I mean, I got like a couple dumbbells. I got a couple bands, and then when I go home, I got like a bench and stuff. And I just, well, the def the definition of grind is is how I maintain right now. Just throwing stuff together and getting it done. Currently out there grinding. Well, good. There, I think a, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the gouchers that I've been talking to, they've been grinding too. And good, good. So, so that, that's good to hear that you guys haven't been lazy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't lazy. <laughs> yeah, they're not. That's deserved. So how's, how's online college life going for you as far as your studies? Go? Well, right now I'm not in any classes, but when we were online for like half of the, or for the spring quarter, half, half of the spring quarter or whatever, um, I loved it. It, it was very easy. So, uh, UCSC classes can get, can get on you. They can, um, give you some stress and it was a little less stressful ha having them online. So I liked it. So it's, it's funny. Like it, it really, it really speaks to a lot of kids and then, and then some like they'd, they'd rather do the, the in class. It's kind of a toss up, at least in my discussion. So yeah. like some guys like it, some yeah. guys don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I like the online better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, it, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what are you, uh, what are you looking forward to the most uh, coming back? If we come back in the fall. In the fall, God, I, uh, what am I looking forward to most? As far as, uh, baseball, as, far as baseball goes. like Yeah. 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 Um, I love, scrimmages i love competing against uh my friends and i like you know talking kevin you're out there all the time i'm always chirping the other the other guys just because they're my buddies so as far as as far as fall is concerned definitely the scrimmages i can't wait to get back on the field and start playing like that all right because I, I, I can't wait to hear you out there as well so i'll, I'll second that. <laughs> i'll be there baby all right currently uh thanks for the time uh, stay safe out there. Good luck with uh, the rest of your workouts, and and we'll see you in the fall. I appreciate everything, Ken. See you soon. All right, now we got Michael McGreevy. You got your Hound Pound shirt on. I do. I do. That's that's excellent. Dylan's going to be stoked. Uh, McGreevy, of course. Sophomore pitcher this year, he had a breakout freshman season as a reliever last season, and then this year was slated to pitch on the weekends in a starting role and was off to a great start before we got shut down. Uh, so you're at your house, your parents' house in San Clemente. Just how, how are things going just in general for you? It's going good. I mean, obviously I wish things were different, but it's as good as they can be. Great area to be doing quarantine in right by the beach, just like Santa Barbara. So not much better I can be doing. All right. That's good to hear. So you were supposed to go to the Cape this summer. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows about the Cape. It's, it's the place to be for 
top collegiate summer baseball. And you also mentioned uh, there might have been some US, some Team USA trials. So, like, in a perfect world, how would the summer have gone for you? Uh, so, perfect world, summer uh, would have been off to the Cape right after finals, hopefully after an Omaha run. And then pitch in the Cape, maybe – I mean, I'm not sure how things work, but this which, was just – Which team were you supposed to play for? I was supposed to play for the YD Red Sox. And so pitch a couple times there, then hopefully get an invite to the uh, USA trials in, I think, North Carolina. Uh, go down there and just compete with the best guys there as well. So that would have been my perfect summer. Maybe next year. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> Although, wait, I guess we don't really know what's going to happen next year. You could That's be true. you could be pitching in, in the minor leagues, hopefully. So you're not playing – not by design. Um, and l- last summer you were supposed to go to Alaska, but you pitched a lot more than you thought you would have in your freshman season. So you haven't had the summer ball experience. But how have you kept in shape? What's kind of been the what's kind of been the the routine for you to to keep up with where you need to be physically and with your arm strength and conditioning and all that stuff? Well, when things first got um, shut down. We were still thinking that summer ball was going to happen. So I came back, Connor Dan and Alex Schreier, two other pitchers live in San Clemente with me. So we just went down to the sports park and we just play catch with our, like, our constant routine. Like, Hey, this would be a heavy day. This would be a light day. We go off for a day and then do the same thing moving forward. But then once summer got canceled, uh, I took a break about maybe like a month and a half, I think of throwing, just not even touching a ball, but still, Still lifting and going to um, Redline Athletics where I train at and just getting bigger and stronger any way I can, but giving the arm a break because I've been throwing year-round since the start of school. And But just recently I reached out to Chegets and um, he told me to start picking up the intensity, still throwing every other day, but starting to maybe like lengthen out how far we're going with throwing. Yeah, because we're, we're into August now. Yeah, it's um, crazy. And and hopefully we have some sort of a fall season where you're getting ready for the spring. So would be would ramping up the the throwing program in August is would that be normal if you weren't throwing, if you didn't pitch in the summertime? I mean, I given the last my freshman year coming into freshman year of college, I played for the Utah Marshals, so I did have a summer ball experience. But I was a shortstop then. I was just playing in field, so I didn't really have like a throwing like regiment planned out. But I guess throwing, because I didn't throw as much in the spring season, I guess this would be normal just to like kind of build arm strength because of like normally the season would have ended in June and then I would have had a break for like maybe two months. But now since the season ended in March, I would have more time. But I would also need more time to ramp up, I would think. So I think starting in August, starting to like pick things up earlier than like normal would be a good thing. So this the the place that you've been going to, and then in the parks, like have you run into anything that has prevented you from from working out or doing your normal stuff, or has it kind of been, you know, because every place is different. Yeah, totally. I feel like every place that that I've either been to recently or or like talk to guys who have been in different places, like everything is different. So like, what is the what is the protocol has been like as far as you going around and trying to get your work in? 
Uh, so early on, they had the sports parks open, but then they kind of just shut them all down. Like they blocked off, they put like roadblocks, so you couldn't even like drive in. And it's literally two minutes away from my house, which is great. So we had to, me and Connor and Alex had to find a different field. And so we chose to go to an old little league field that me and Connor played at when we were like maybe 10 in like the back roads of San Clemente. And so it was like no like passing traffic can really see it unless you're planning on going there. But the park rangers are always like just, you know, patrolling because it's their like jurisdiction and stuff. And they would always like whenever they'd see us, some guys would just wave us and say hi because it's just me and Dan most of the time or Alex. But then some guys would be, hey, you need to get off the field. And they would wait till we would like drive away, which sucked. But then what was weird is that the cops would drive by too because like they want to make sure nothing sketchy is going on. But they would they wouldn't kick us off at all. So it would be normally the park rangers that would give us the most uh, trouble in finding a place to throw. Did you ever have to, like, just go on the street? Yeah, we would go on the street. Just, like, he's like, hey, you guys can't throw on the field. So we're like, we'll just throw in the parking lot. Jeez. Like, just Amazing. Get out of here. Amazing. But that's dedication. Yeah, got to do what you got to do. That's the dedication of a weekend starter, right? You're, you're doing your oh, lacrosse yeah. and getting your reps in, in exactly. the parking lot. Definitely. <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows like we have at Santa Barbara. But it's all sunshine and rainbows in San Clemente, right? Not all the time, but it's a pretty good place. <laughs> um, okay, so, so how, how, how are Dan and Schreier doing? Cause I'm good. Uh, Schreier is playing in that, like, the best of the West League in like San Bernardino. Um, so he, I always ask him about his outings, and he's doing pretty good for the most part. It's what it seems. And Dan, I think, is, is not playing. But I think he's like keeping up and like getting some rest with throwing, but then like throwing every now and then, just like kind of what I'm doing, just to – what Chekin says, like, keep the arm path and just make sure it stays a little bit loose, but getting ready to ramp up pretty soon. Hey, how's, how's summer school going for you? Because you take oh, session man. A and you're doing session B, and in the middle of spring quarter, you had to jump into online classes. So, yeah, how's, how was yeah. the transition uh, in, the, in the springtime for you guys as far so as class the, first, the first transition to spring wasn't that bad. I thought, I mean, it's tough because – with in-person classes, there's a, like, hey, I got to focus. I'm here. Like, there's nothing else I could be doing, so why not pay attention? It's a lot easier to lock in. But with the online learning, like, there's no constant reminders saying, like, hey, you need to wake up for class because you're just sitting in your room probably watching the online lecture. And when you got your phones, it's always easy to, like, get distracted with other things like social media and stuff like that. But you just kind of kind of discipline yourself saying like, hey, I got to do this and just kind of get through it the best way you can because online learning is kind of tough, but it also has its advantages sometimes. But the summer school is kind of what really, really bummed me out because I wasn't planning on taking summer school at all because I thought I was going to be in the cave. And then Fontino calls me. He's like, hey, or Fontino or Dylan, I forget. But they're like, hey, you need to, you need to take some summer classes. I'm like, ugh. So I had to kind of do two more classes. I just finished up last Sunday. Weren't too, too bad. Wrote a paper on baseball, which was fun. Got to interview Tevin, Link, and Johnny about that. And then uh, starting two more today and Jorge's in one of my classes. So hopefully that will be good. Well, let me tell you something. I'll, speaking from 
a kid who did take summer school in college, you're going to be really glad that you knocked these out. Yeah, I think so too. And, and there is some value in it. And I think you're, you're probably learning some lessons that you didn't think you would learn. So this this is good. So you, you mentioned you've also been spending some time at the beach. Yes. Right now. It's about five minutes away. Do you, are you the, just like go to the beach and lay on a towel type person or do you like bring your book or is it, I got to bring my glove or Frisbee or spike ball or whatever? I mean, I think when I was younger, I was a big like bodyboard, like boogie boarder kind of guy. Then as I got older, it transitioned to body surfing. And so whenever like I go to the beach with friends, a lot of guys just like want to just like lay on the sand and just like chill. I'm like, I'm looking at the waves. I'm like, I got to go like body surf those. I'm not a, I'm not a surfer like Dan is, but I can hold my own body surfing. So I always got to like be in the waves. Okay. I can dig that. I like that. The other, the other thing, we, we did cross paths. I don't remember where it was, but we did cross paths on a golf course. This yeah. Summer. I remember that. And I, I hollered at you. and you Yeah, were, I had this terrible chip and you hollered at me. I got mad. <laughs> no, I, think, I think you were saying you were, you were like on the back nine and you were only like five over. Yeah, I had I was even par uh, through the front nine of the Santa Barbara Muni. I had just I was putting just like crazy, but then it all fell apart starting on the back nine. So you're a decent golfer. So you've been playing a bit. Uh, I've, I've been playing a lot, and I've been getting a lot better. The drive no longer slices as much as it normally does, and the putts are starting to fall. Okay, those are two great things. <laughs> yeah, things that I've been working on, and I get frustrated when they don't go my way, which is often. <laughs> what what courses do you play down in San Clemente? Um, so we got the San Clemente Muni. It's literally fourteen dollars after five p.m. So I could just get a quick like nine to twelve holes in, and it's totally worth it. Um, there's Bella Kalina, which my neighbor is a member at, so he always invites me and my dad on. So we just get some free golf in, and then there's also Talega which is like another kind of local golf course, which is pretty nice. Me and Schreier and J.D. Callahan came down one time and played it. Got the got the little group together. So you, do you golf right-handed? I golf left-handed. So I hit lefty on the baseball field and hit lefty on the golf course. And you pitch, you pitch right-handed? Pitch right-handed, yes. Yeah. Okay. We have some similarities. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little different. Yeah. Right-handed, bat left-handed, putt left-handed golf right-handed so like swing right-handed so So you swing you swing right-handed on the golf course but you putt lefty correct what i've never heard that before (laughs) that's crazy it's fun it's fun we'll we'll make it out we'll do a we'll do a podcast round of golf yeah (laughs) little golf cart talk all right mcgreevy what are you looking forward to most for this upcoming season I'm just looking forward to get back with the guys and just day in, day out grind, just being with them and being around them. It's just so much fun. Like I look, I'm literally just sitting on the couch at home. And I just think about it and I get all jittery just thinking about it, all the fun stuff. Like even the long bus rides are fun. Like just stuff I miss like that, but also more importantly, the game too, but just the little things with the guys that gets me fired up. All right. I think we've heard enough from you. Uh, we're going to let you go. <laughs> uh, good luck in session B and uh, and keep working and we'll see you on the field in the fall thank you thank you
Okay, our next guest is Gianni Bloom, gaucho catcher, transferred in from Sierra College last year. Got a couple big hits for the gauchos in their shortened season here in 2020. But it's it's good to see you, Gianni. It's been fun following you on social media and the stuff that you've been up to. Um, but first of all, how are you? Great hair. What's up with the flow? I'm great. I appreciate uh, the hair compliment. It's only been trimmed just a little bit by my dad. Um, but no, I'm doing good. Uh, making most of the time I got right now, for sure. Good, good. Okay, the thing I want to start out with is uh, is this weight setup that you got because you are proud of it, obviously, and a lot of work went into it. So break that down for us. Yeah, so I knew kind of right when everything was getting shut down and we came back home uh, that I wanted to kind of put my time into something and find a way to be productive just because that's how I am. It, it would drive me crazy just to be sitting in the house. Um, so me and my dad, at first I was going to build like one of those little wooden racks with a Home Depot bucket and some cement, but... My dad was like, no, 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 we'll do it the right way. So uh, we found a rack on eBay uh, and we went and picked it up and then just got to work on like setting up the actual gym out back uh, next to the shed we have. So me and my brother like dug up some of the dirt and then uh, put a bunch of wood down to kind of flatten it and make it a level surface. And then we got horse stall mat and put that on top. Um, and then this local gym, um, 20 minutes from here in Berkeley. Uh, my dad is good friends with one of the owners and they hooked up a deal where I could rent some of the equipment, borrow some of it. Uh, and then it really came together quick and I've spent most of my time there lately. Yeah. And it's, it's just right outside your room. Uh, you showed me, you got some artwork on the wall. You got, it's a, it's a full rack setup just in the backyard. It's phenomenal. Thank you. It came together a lot better than I think any of us pictured when we started the process. So. And there's also a batting cage. You guys put a batting cage up too? Yeah. So a little later on when we kind of realized this was going to extend even longer, um, we we have this side kind of alley that we never have really used for anything because it's been pretty – it seemed pretty small and there's trees back there. But, you know, halfway through this quarantine, my dad was like, you know, you think we could put a cage back there? And, and once it was kind of in my head, that was the end of it. Um, so we put that up. It turned out a lot better than I could have ever imagined, too. So, you got you got hit tracks in there and pitching machines and all that stuff, right? The technology. That's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start uh, start charging for for time, right? Fifty bucks an hour to use the cage at the Bloom House. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> they're few and far between these days. So, so one of the things that I did as a kid. Growing up in the Bay Area, it was my my friend and I. We would we would go hit balls together, right? It's like late summer, we're not playing ball, or it's winter time, and we want to go hit. We'll just we'll go to Caldecott, or we'll go to Kurt Flood, or we'll sneak on to to Witter at Piedmont, or wherever. We might go to the Alameda Army Base, which seems to be your new home. But you found a way to get swings and get reps. So tell me about that kind of group of buddies that you have and, and how you guys came about to going out and being socially distant, wearing masks and getting your work in. Yeah. So one of my good friends uh, from high school, St. Mary's, right. um, he plays, uh, he plays in the Brewers organization 
And so he hit me up. It pays off to be a catcher. Uh, he hit me up because catchers are popular, by the way. Yeah, very popular. Um, so he, they needed another catcher to come, and I could get abs and catch some pitchers. Uh, and they they were going to do it once a week on Saturdays. Of course, I was dying to just to get any bit of baseball. Um, so it became like a weekly thing where we'd go and whoever wanted to throw, whoever wanted to hit, um, a lot of college guys, some minor league guys, um, even a couple instructors that wanted to see how hard they could throw, just just a big group of guys would go. All dirt infield, uh, looking over the water in the Alameda Navy base, and we would just uh, get after it live at bats for hours. Yeah, and this feel, feels kind of normal? Or like, was it, did it feel normal? Did it feel like you're getting work in? Was it like novelty or was it like, like, did it feel kind of surreal? It definitely felt surreal, um, but it was so fun. And especially in these times when there's not a whole lot to necessarily look forward to. And there's a lot of negativity that's been going around and is happening uh, throughout the country. So getting to just go play baseball and even in that more simplified form than you would playing organized ball or, or for your school. It just really made you appreciate being out there, like work on getting better and just, there were some good players coming around. So it was just all around a great experience. And you're hitting bombs too, right? Yeah. Hitting bombs. <laughs> Corona bombs. We call them. Wait, what'd you call them? Corona bombs. Corona bombs. Yeah. Yes. Take note of that. Corona bombs. <laughs> okay. So you played, You've been playing as well. It eventually came to some organized baseball with uh, the San Francisco Seals. How's that been going for you? It's been going really well. Um, games have been a little hard to find. Our initial schedule got cut down by about half probably. Um, but it's just been a good way to keep getting more games, more at-bats. Uh, we went to Medford for a four-game series. That was really good. And then the next weekend we were able to play uh, the Foresters in Santa Barbara which was really nice to get back there. Um, so we've been making the most of it for sure. And it's a group I played with last summer. So so some familiarity. Yeah, absolutely. Where um, where have you been playing? Have you been playing any home games, like in the Bay Area at all? We were supposed to play at uh, College of Alameda, but the city, the government, basically never gave us permission to practice or play there. So... We've had like two or three unofficial practices at a field that we could have got kicked off at any minute. Um, but otherwise, it's going out to Marysville, which is about two hours away, um, and Sacramento, which is also like two hours, and just traveling to away games any way we can, pretty much. So you played, uh, did you face Carter Benbrook? I did face Carter Benbrook. And I'll tell you right now, I'll get ahead of it. The pitch that he struck me out on was not a strike, it was up. <laughs> And that's okay. Umpires are people too, but he knows it was a ball. <laughs> so he struck you out. He caved me. <laughs> he caved me, but I knew what he was doing. That's that's great. Um, so how many like how many games total have do you think you've got in? Probably about twelve ish in that range, probably. Yeah, and it was kind of concentrated towards the end. Yeah, better than zero, right? A lot better. And it, it was nice to get the live at-bats before to kind of keep building. Um, so I feel lucky that I was able to do the live at-bats. Those ended, and then I got to get into more summer ball stuff. So. Is there 
Is it done, or are you guys trying to play any more games? We're supposed to play this weekend. Um, I'm honestly not sure what's going to happen because of COVID concerns and that sort of thing. But I think we were supposed to go to Medford this weekend. I'm not sure if it's still going to happen. I mean, try and get in as many as you can, right? 100%. So what what kind of protocols have you guys had to face or or go through to get yourselves out on the field? Uh, So mask wearing um, is like the starter. And then some fields that we go to, they'll check our temperature with one of those uh, the point radars mm-hmm. when we get there. Um, shout out at that game, uh, Max Kelton was there calling the game, by the way. Um, at per- Pershing Park, right? Yes. Yeah, he's calling games yeah. with Foresters. Absolutely. Um, so definitely mask wearing, definitely taking our temperature. They have – there's been tape and dugouts trying to – tell us where to distance ourselves. Um, just just pretty much following this the state guidelines. Um, I personally felt like they haven't been followed as good as I would like. So that's why it's a little worrisome trying to play, but also trying to stay safe and not bring it back to the family. Uh, so that's been the real challenge there. Okay, sure, yeah. I, my next question was like, how do you feel it's gone so far and have you run into any any issues other than just games not happening? Yeah, other than the games not happening, I think there's different levels of kind of actual respect to the guidelines and and respect to the danger of the virus. Um, I think a lot of people aren't really buying into the effects of it, um, especially in this age group. So I think dealing with some people not caring as much and then other people taking all the precautions is kind of you know, you see Major League Baseball dealing with the same thing right now. Um, but, you know, when I got home from Santa Barbara, I thought that maybe I'd come into contact with the virus, but I just worked something out with my parents where I stayed in my room in the weight room in the cage, I wore a mask through the house, and, you know, it wasn't too different. So. Well, that's good. That's that's good to hear. Um, last, last bit to wrap up, uh, you guys started session B of summer school. How's how's the online classes going for you? Because you're, you're a smart kid and you take your academics seriously. How has transitioning to online and Zoom, like you just got out of a Zoom class before we did this. So how has that been? Because you're taking classes at UCSB, but you're in your room in Richmond. So how's that been for you? Uh, it's been different. I took a lot of online classes in junior college. Um, so I'm used to that transition, but What's weird is actually holding classes on Zoom versus just having um, an asynchronous class where the lectures are posted um, and I can just kind of go at my own pace. So the Zoom lectures are really hard for me to get used to um, just because it's just, I mean, it's weird. There's no other way for me to put it. It's uh, something I've never done before. So is, so is it like this where there's where the professor is in their office or in the classroom and they have a computer in front of them and they are lecturing about the material. Yeah, literally. So today we, the lecture I had, uh, he lectured about the material and he's kind of standing like he's in the class, but then I can see all the 30 other students on zoom. Some of them are like laying in bed. Some of them are out at the beach. Like, you, you know what I mean? There's all these different things going on. And then, he'll ask, you know, he'll ask who knows the answer to this question. And then there's a big wait because nobody wants to interrupt. And then four people answer at once. And then it's, oh, man. Um, 
so it's definitely you know it's definitely new but it's just one of like you just kind of roll with it and it is what it is and working Gianni we appreciate the time and we hope to see you soon in Santa Barbara um, I'm glad you're doing well and keep us updated on the on those cage upgrades and any upgrades to the weight room and if you need an artist to add some more art let me know absolutely I appreciate it <laughs> All right, that's Gianni Bloom. Um, good luck with us the summer summer ball and summer school, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, we got a picture now. Left-hand pitcher was a freshman last year. Made a couple starts, showed some promise. Still haven't seen a whole lot of them, but uh, he pitched this summer in Marysville, up in the Sacramento area, with the Gold Sox. We got Carter Benbrook. Carter, good morning. How are you? Morning, Kevin. Uh, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's kind of fun throwing all these together because I've I've talked to a few guys now and getting some summer ball updates and. It's just great to talk about baseball that's actually happening or has just happened. So it's a relief for me. And uh, this is what we anticipate doing a lot on this podcast in the future. So I want to get some info on you because you played up in Marysville. And I played there when I played summer ball, and I thought it was a great place to play. I didn't play for the Gold Sox, but I played against them. So what was it like playing uh, for the Gold Sox? Yeah, I mean – Definitely not a normal summer. Usually they have uh, they pack that stadium pretty well uh, every game. But I mean, it's a great environment. Uh, the fans that were there made it sound like there were thousands. Uh, super loud, super uh, super supportive. Um, but other than that, great field. Uh, just a great environment to play. That's that's awesome to hear. So, what were the protocols like? So, how how did you guys get started? Were you delayed? Any you know, like I, I'm assuming that you were delayed and like, what did it take to actually get started? Um, so I don't know. I think we, we were only delayed a week or two, but uh, we didn't have a league. We were technically like an independent team uh, played mainly against all Bay area teams that made the drive up uh, only played Thursdays through Sundays on all home games. Um, and then, had to wear a mask in the dugout for most of the year. Um, but as the weeks got by, like those, those rules got a little more relaxed and uh, we had, a, we could stop wearing the uh, mask in the dugout and stuff. What kind of, did you guys do any like testing or were there do, like temperature checks, stuff like that? Um, it was basically like temperature, temperature checks almost every day, if not like probably two of the four days of the weekend. Um, but as soon as somebody started feeling a little under the weather temperature got a little too high they'd go home for the rest of the weekend uh and that was like not up for discussion how many games did you guys wind up playing because i think you guys finished your season recently is that right uh, or are you guys still playing no we finished our season we probably played probably around 30 games we played four games a weekend starting in middle of june and then a couple like midweek games so probably around 30 or so that's a pretty good amount yeah, it was good. It definitely. Yeah. Better than better than zero. Better than zero, totally. Sure. Yeah. Did you guys do well? What was your record? 
we did well. I mean, um, not too sure on the exact record, to be honest. Um, but there was like a little playoff type deal, and we went, we ended up winning. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I did talk to Gianni Bloom. Uh-huh. played with the the seals the san francisco seals and he said that they came up and played you guys and you guys faced each other he had he had something to say because he struck out and he said that the last pitch was a ball so i don't know walk, walk, me, walk me through the at bat how, how what was it what was it like he was sitting change up and i go too fast got him oh two and then i flip in a curveball and he he thinks it's up but it was it was it was there it, it got a it got in the zone for sure so on three pitches. Three pitches. That's all good, it is. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Okay. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh man. Um so okay, so other than summer ball, how have you been uh how have you been spending your time? How is uh how have online classes been for you? Um, online classes I didn't take any uh classes in session A, but taking one now in session B. Um online classes actually haven't weren't too bad for me in the spring. I, I, uh, I did well, just, it just gives me more time to, uh, soak in all the information really. Um, but other than that, I mean, just been working out a gym in Sacramento, moved everything outside. So we're totally, uh, totally good to go on that. But other than that, just, just trying to, just trying to stay busy, trying to do stuff. Trying to stay out of the heat. Pretty warm yeah. up there. Yeah, it's been, almost a hundred every day for the last month. So I'm definitely excited to come back down to Santa Barbara. Yeah. We're, we're excited to have you. Uh, hopefully we are practicing in some sort of capacity in the fall because, uh, we got an exciting team coming back for this 100%. spring. I think, uh, building off of, building off of that 13 and two year, uh, this, what was the freshman season like for you? And it's, in it's short capacity. What was it like for you? I mean, it was awesome. The, the, that month was the best best time of my life. It was good. I mean, game days were unlike anything I've ever experienced. Uh, just competing with all the guys, like, just love being around that group of guys for sure. All right. Well, uh, Carter, thanks for the time. Uh, didn't have to get up too early this morning for this, so that was good. <laughs> Not bad at all. Um, good luck uh, with workouts the rest of the summer, and we'll see you in the fall. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, we're sitting here with Aiden Wershing. Aiden was a student manager last year with the Gauchos, and he was a, I don't know, how can I put it? Uh, a renaissance man, a, a jack of all trades. He was taking photos. He was helping out with field maintenance. He was coming on the road. He was doing some broadcasting. He's kind of doing a lot of what I did when I was a student. So it's been cool to watch Aiden uh, run around in a gaucho shirt. And this summer, he has been spending his time in Waterloo, Iowa, in the Northwoods League. So as part of this podcast to check in with guys, with players that are playing, we might as well check in with our budding coach, Aiden Wershing. So, Aiden, you're in a hotel room in Minnesota, which means you're traveling. But uh, I guess this rundown, like, you, so you had a game tonight. 
and you're in Minnesota. So you guys are going on the road. Just like, what was the, the day like today? Just uh, in COVID terms. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on and I'm super happy it worked out that I could be on this and, uh, just thinking about today, it's kind of funny because I will admit we played a lot of games and the days do kind of melt together a little bit. But um, today, we were here yesterday, so we just woke up today um, in the hotel and got prepared for the game. And um, there was a mall, and so we went there, just got a little lunch for um, before the game. And uh, uh, everyone, of course, was wearing masks and socially distancing and it was interesting to see like the procedures even in just like two or three weeks um, because we were at that mall two or three weeks ago and pretty much we were the only ones walking in there wearing masks but now everyone was wearing masks it was you know in Minnesota just they made it a decree and so it was just fascinating to see that today Um, and then we went to the field and pretty much uh, in St. Cloud they have a nice field so Yesterday we could take batting practice, but today we couldn't. So we were just kind of there a little early, but we took some reps in the cage. And um, then the game started and uh, fans filled the area and it just took off from there. Of course, we're talking on the day we lost. But, <laughs> but so I think you had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, though. But I would say we've been winning the majority of the game. So. Well, yeah, it's win or lose – in this current state of things, win or lose, it doesn't matter. You're out there playing the game, and you tell me that you've played 28 games, and the Northwoods has been split up into pods. So instead of both of the leagues playing games together as they normally would, obviously it's a intense schedule. They normally play 70-plus games. So you're playing a shorter schedule, and you're only playing against – so four other teams. So you you guys are the largest pod. You have five. So you're doing this round robin with five teams. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, you see the same guys a lot. And um, like you said, shortened season, but you still fit in. We're fitting in 41 games and I think 52 days, 53 days, um, which, of course, is like three times the normal off days for a typical Northwoods league, as I've come to understand it from the players who've been here before and the coaches who have been here before, but, um, but it's really cool that we have the biggest pod with five um, just cause you really still get the sense you're traveling to a ballpark. You're getting to know a new place. And, you know, I love just kind of getting to know an area and whether it's St. Cloud, Minnesota or Mankato, um, it's just really cool to go to those ballparks and see fans in the stands and get to play the game. Okay, so you got there in the beginning of July, and you're in Waterloo, Iowa. So how did it come to be? How did Aiden get a spot on this coaching staff? Just so kind of kind of walk me through how it how it got started, and then how you physically got out there, and how things got going amid the COVID deal. So yeah, I, it's funny. This position came pretty soon after, um, unfortunately, our season. Uh, UCSB Gaucho season was canceled so um, that was I believe March 13th and then I think two three days later I'm just kind of texting Casey Harms back and forth and uh, then he was just curious about you know oh Aiden are you still on track to graduate early or are you gonna have to stay through June and I'm like yeah I'm 
still good to graduate in a couple weeks at the end of March. And he's like, okay, that's cool. And then I think after we texted a couple days, he called me and I was just walking on the beach. And uh, then he said, Hayden, um, I'd like to give you this opportunity uh, if you want to come out to the Northwoods League. It's a great way to just start up um, being a coach and kind of uh, learning on the, on, the, on the road or learning off the cuff how to do things. And so I'm like, oh, this sounds fantastic. I definitely want to do it. Um, and so, like I said, that was mid-March, early March, um, when that um, idea was first put in place. And I was really, at that moment, I knew, definitely want to do it. And then as April rolled along and then um, early May set in, it seemed like the season was still set to begin May 26. And so that date was always like in my head, I'm like, all right, May 26, May 26. Um, and so how I got out to um, Waterloo I was actually by way of Missouri. So my older stepbrother uh, recently moved out to Missouri and he was, he's been flipping houses out there. And so I said, oh, maybe I'll go out there a little early, help him flip a couple houses or, you know, help him flip the house he's currently working on. So I went out there May 11th thinking that I'd be in Waterloo May 20, May 20th, probably a week before. So I'd be out there for a good eight days, nine days, helping him out as best as I can, um, especially with he and his wife expecting a baby. And like, let's just help expedite that process. And of course, May 11th, very quickly with COVID pushing things back, became, I was there June 11th. And so it was a month in Missouri <laughs> and uh, I hope I didn't inconvenience them too much, but I tried to help them out. And, um, and then June 11th became June 19th and it kept kind of push back, push back until June 24th where they said, all right, all clear, Aiden, you can head up to Waterloo and uh, start learning what you need to do for field stuff. And uh, so I got there. I was the first one in Waterloo of the coaches and of the players and, I was pretty excited on June 24th, not to leave my brother, mind you, but to get to Waterloo. Well, that's great. It's an, an odyssey. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a few odysseys, uh, stories in my past. But that, that it's, At least you're out there in the Midwest, and, and you, you know, it was kind of a, a vacation of sorts, or at least something different. And you were, maybe you were spending time with family and – and if you're flipping houses, you're probably out there getting your hands dirty and maybe learning something new. So you, that was probably Definitely. good. Uh, okay, so you guys start the season and just run down what it's like with new protocols and are there people in the stands watching you guys? Like, how does it compare to a normal game? So, yeah, I mean, I would say compared to a normal game, it seems pretty pretty normal once you're on the field, but everything before you get on the field is not uh, normal, if you will. Um, you show up to the field, you have to wear a mask um, once you're entering the stadium area because, you know, there's interns walking around and things uh, and, you know, maybe some guests buying tickets before the game. Um, and when you're walking around the stadium, you always have to have a mask. And we have all the players and all the coaches wearing masks inside the clubhouse as well. Um, just, uh, just as precaution, you know, because that's, if you will, the area between the field and the outside world where there's fans. And so just a good 
place um, to kind of transition. Um, and it's really this transitional phase between like, all right, going through the clubhouse, going through the tunnel, because there's this cool little tunnel that leads to the dugout, and then you're on to the into the dugout, take off your mask, you're like, all right, it feels like a real baseball environment now. But the thing that is different is you can't interact with the fans. You know, you can't, um, you know, after the games, sign a ball or throw them balls if a foul ball is hit that direction. Um, but as far as normal protocol, it's pretty much the same, except for, I would say, mound visits. Um, mound visits, uh, everyone's spread out around the mound and trying to socially distance. So it's like a, it's like a circle around a, a fire pit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you'll see them like, like kind of leaning in, trying to talk, and sometimes they can't hear, especially. And then the crowd gets really loud because they're really trying to kind of say, hey, you know, you can't hear him, and, uh, which is pretty funny. And, uh, and then also um, for walk-offs, we've had, I think, two walk-offs this year. And you don't go and, um, you know, jump on the guy, tear off his clothes you go to left field, you run to left field and everyone runs to left field. And then, I mean, then you can kind of do what you want there, but really everyone's really good about just kind of like putting their hands up. You've kind of maybe seen the MLB teams do that and so on, but it is pretty funny guy hits the base hit. Everyone's running to left field. So, but besides that, it's pretty much the same. What about testing? You guys getting tested? So we, everyone had to be tested before they came out here. And then every day we do temperature checks. So that's the form of testing we do. Um, but we don't require like MLB does, you know, every two days or whatever to get a test. So um, just like I said, the initial thing, you have to be tested before coming out. So we, we were talking about a game that you had, like it's 4th of July, you had almost a thousand people at, at the game. Obviously it's a small crowd for a Northwoods game, but that's still a thousand more than any game that we have seen in the last four months. So how are they implementing getting fans in the stands and spreading them out? Yeah. So that 4th of July game was really, like you said, momentous, 980 uh, fans in the stands and um, how they're spreading them out is, you know, they'll keep families together. Obviously they'll say, all right, here's your group of five. You stand there. Um, but what they've done is they've literally taped off entire rows of the stadium um, and they put X's in every other seat if they anticipate like, all right, this is where usually like the two or three people will go sit, not big groups or parties. Um, so they had that all pretty much good and ready to go um, before the season started. And there really hasn't been any adjustments that had to be made because they've done, they did such a good job in preparing for that and you know our gm has been awesome and he was really good in getting the city on board and really showing them the plan and uh actually the gm is instrumental in the season because he made the entire schedule so that was pretty cool on his behalf and uh pretty much it took his you know dedication to his stadium his team to get the ball rolling and perhaps for us to have that number 980. Um, but the other, the coolest part I thought was our first game when we had, I think the number was 464. Or, yeah, I think that was the number. And I was like, wow. 
and they announced on the PA, they said, this currently is the highest level of baseball being played. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's something. That's something. Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys started before Major League Baseball, so you were the highest skill of baseball being played. Yeah. But it's so like, so you're having to deal, you know, the league as a whole is having to deal with with positive tests still. So there have been positive tests in the league and teams have missed games and some teams have had to fold. But you guys have played your full schedule. You guys haven't had any tests yet. And I, I want to say that that is because you guys have been diligent. And based on what we talked about before we started recording is you guys have been diligent with your practices and being solid on your routines and being smart about how you're interacting off of the field. And I think that's the most essential if we're going to see sports nowadays is that you have to be accountable when you're not on the playing field. That's exactly it. Um, that's pretty much the only reason why we were able to play. And it's just like you said, and everyone came here hungry for those reps, hungry to play baseball. So that and the combination of, understanding that you know you hear it all the time oh you know this can be taken away from you any second this game this uh this opportunity i can just be taken like that and and for, and for you guys it's it's one one positive test and summer's over Is yeah right it's our team's rule our city our um our specific you know state of iowa the city of waterloo the team the bucks that is what um that rule applies to all the other teams we had a team in our pod, like you said, we've been split up into different pods. They just got shut down for two weeks and they came back. Um, so, but for us, yeah, no, it, it wouldn't be the case. Well, you're playing baseball. So how's the team doing? How's the team doing overall in the 28 games and how many more games do you have left? So we are 18 and 10 and uh, we are in first place. We're tied for first place with the Wilmer Stingers. And oh, no. so... Yeah, we're playing these four other Minnesota teams, and we're the only team from Iowa, so that feels kind of cool to be beating up the guys up north. And are the uh, is, is Rochester in that pod too? They are. They yeah. are. There's a, there's yeah. been some history of Gauchos in in Rochester. Some Gaucho coaches and Gaucho student managers. So oh, Matt wow. Hardy, Zach Etheridge, and Travis Seno, to name a few. So <laughs> uh, you're in you're in good hands there in the Midwest. Definitely. Um, Okay, so what, last question. How's the field work going? How's the field look? Well, I got to say, Kev, I mean, I learned a lot from you, and every day I kind of I, I, I go up and I say, all right, what would Kevin do? And, and I go up to the field, I look at it, and I say, yeah, this is as good as Kevin could do it. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not even close. But I try my what best. What would Kevin do? Kevin would yell at the players to get off the grass. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't don't touch the line with your cleats during batting practice. Don't don't dig in too much at home plate. McLean O'Connor, uh, <laughs> stuff like that, right? That's what you're that's what you're thinking about. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. But I think the main thing is like when you see the patches of um, like dead grass, and what I do, you know, you get those like you make those holes in it to aerate it a little bit. So that's like the main thing. Whenever I see that, I get right on it. I've made my own one. Like I just take a nail basically just stab the <laughs> ground a couple of times, but it works and the grass comes back and, and uh, it rains. Oh, a ton, so. Okay. I was going to say, how's the weather? Yeah. Well, um, 
Yeah, there's only been, I would say, three or four times um, where it just really poured on the field. But of the four, three of the times we come back, we poured a bunch of, um, uh, we actually didn't use any quick dry, which is nice because our GM is like, don't do it. It's such a hassle. Just put it on a turface. Yep. Don't have to do quick dry. Exactly. So we just do a ton of, (laughs) yeah. So you would just learn a lot learn a lot on the fly but it's been really fun and i love using all the vehicles they have a gator i just drive that thing around have fun doing that and a nice drag just drag the field i used to be afraid of watering because i was used to just holding the hose Mm -hmm. but now i maneuver the hose i've gotten a little finesse to it sometimes the wind lets me know i'm not a professional yet but it's been pretty fun the wind the wind is tough Oh, that's great to hear. All right, Aiden, this is a pleasure having you on. Uh, glad you guys are doing well. Glad you're winning. Glad you're playing. Glad you are healthy. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. You still got some baseball to come. That's right. Hey, we still got to win this thing. We're tied for first. We got to win it all. But yeah, thanks, Kev. It's been super fun. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's our summer ball update for 2020. Again, big thanks to our sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen. And be sure to go to social media to cast your vote for the all-decade team. And Tuesday, we will hear part two of the interview with Bill Guyvette, talk about his journey through the MLB executive ranks, uh, his time with the Rockies and the Dodgers, how he got his start in coaching and in scouting. And... uh, it was just a real pleasure to sit down with, with Bill Guyvette. Hopefully we talk to him in the future when we're playing baseball games. So that'll do it for this week's uh, bonus pod. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope hearing from the guys was uh, was fun and uh, give you a little bit of excitement as far as the future of baseball in the next year. So stay safe and go Gauchos. Talk to you on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>